if you come up with something that is non-quantifiable and intangible, then you can't be held to account. If you were to say to me, I'm the world's best 100 meter sprinter, unless you're Usain Bolt, you can't make that declaration because it's out of alignment. We even created a mastermind called World's Best and people that make a declaration of being the world's best in their chosen niche join. So we've got people like World's Best Leverage Coach, World's Best Podcast Prosperity Coach, World's Best Self-Care Coach, you know, World's Best Trauma Recovery. Like you can kind of get a feel for it. And if you were to make that declaration, I don't care whether you're a chiropractor, you're a dentist, you're an accountant, like find something that, that dials in as niche as you can. You'll never be held to account unless they bring a world's best courage coach convention to Las Vegas, Nevada next year and start handing out an official award. You know, that's not going to happen, is it? Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the None of Your Business podcast. Sean Dill here flying solo. Lacey got a little hung up in an appointment, but the show must go on. I know that you tune in every Wednesday waiting for a new episode to drop, and this Wednesday is no different. And we have, just like every single week, a spectacular guest that I'm actually super excited to talk with. Because, man, this story is absolutely fascinating. I'm going to lead off by saying if you've ever heard me speak, not if you've ever heard me speak, but sometimes when I'm speaking, I talk about this very concept that I'm sure we're going to dive into today. And I have said that what I've noticed, and I was actually just repeating this yesterday, let's take the digital marketing space. Well, there's no real formal education for digital marketing, a digital marketing agency or somebody that's a great digital marketer. Usually the criteria is not going to be where did you study or where's your degree from. Um, it's going to be based off of track record. But what if you're brand new? What if you just are entering into the space? And basically what I've noticed is that you just have to wake up tomorrow and proclaim yourself an expert at digital marketing. Now, it doesn't work. You can't proclaim yourself a medical doctor. It doesn't work in all fields. But I will say this, medical doctors could all of a sudden decide that they are the best fat, fat loss expert medical doctor. You know, I always say, too, Dr. Oz, he's running for office now in Washington. He just decided he's not a medical doctor. But one time he was a medical doctor. But you probably don't know what type of medical doctor he is. Then he got a TV show. He just proclaimed himself to be an expert on all of these things. Now he's running for political office in Washington, D.C. I'm going to break down with our guest today, Laban Ditchburn, exactly how this works. How do you just become an expert in your niche? He's an expert in this. Let's bring on Laban. Laban, good to Dr. see you, buddy. Dr. Sean, good to see you, brother. And a big buenos dias from Mexico. Well, let's let's uh, clar clarify that you have an accent that I said sounds like you're from Australia, and you're te you're speaking to us in Spanish. So, <laughs> what's the story on that? Well, I'm I'm born in New Zealand, Nueva Zelandia, as you'd say it in Spanish. Uh, my mother's a Kiwi, as which is the the affectionate term for New Zealanders, in case you'd be living under a rock. 
My father is a retired radio announcer from born in Melbourne, Australia, so I'm half and half. I hold two passports, but I'm residing in the beautiful uh, part of the world of Playa del Carmen in Mexico, living my best life. And uh, it's a huge thrill to be on your amazing show today. And I've got a funny story about the name of your show, if you're interested in hearing. Absolutely. Pero primero vamos a probar su español. ¿Quiere que le doy la primera pregunta en español? <laughs> I should have mentioned poquito español, señor. <laughs> I'm taking lessons at the moment. I can understand it way better than I can speak it, but I'm really excited hey, about it. Uh, let, me give you, let me give you my Sean Dill tip on learning to speak Spanish. Please do. Please this is, do. This will, this will, you're going to be, this will change your life. You're going to write me later and thank me. Every single day since you're there in Mexico, go down to the grocery store and buy the local newspaper and sit down at your kitchen table and read it cover to cover. All newspapers are written in perfect grammar, so you're not going to learn screwed up grammar. And they're also written at around the third grade level. This is around the world. So it's not going to be overly complex, but you do know because you have internet and connections, you talk with people, so you have context. You know more or less what they're talking about. I did that for probably six months and that's how I became fluent in Spanish because I just read the newspaper. Not only that, I can write in Spanish. I've noticed a lot of people when it comes to writing, they don't know how to spell words or they use improper grammar in Spanish, but I was taught by La Nación in Costa Rica. And so that's how I learned uh, to speak. I always wanted, I had trouble listening. Um, like I want, my goal, my whole goal was I wanted to listen to and understand a soccer game, a football game in on the radio in Spanish, because they're, they're speaking so fast. Um, and so that was what I had to work up to. But I, I'm guaranteeing you that. Read the newspaper every day, cover to cover. It'll literally cost you, what, 25 cents, probably less there in Mexico, and you will become fluent in Spanish in absolutely no time. I'm excited, though, to dive into this. I was saying in, in the intro here that um, you are an expert in discovering your niche. Before we do that, every single podcast, and I'm going to get the story of the name of our podcast here in a second, too. Every single guest I start with, and yours is, I'm going to just turn this over to you. We're going to give you center stage here because I've seen a little bit of the notes on, on your story. But how do you end up here? Here's what happens. Somebody's tuning in. They're like, oh, look, Laban Ditchburn. Well, that's convenient. The guy's from New Zealand, lived in Australia, lived in Mexico, must be a gazillionaire, has all of the um, riches and, and privileges of life. And so, sure, Harry, now he's talking to Sean. Let's see what this guy who's had a silver spoon in his mouth and his entire life is going to tell us. But what I have found is the most successful people have the most interesting stories that are filled with all kinds of challenges and obstacles. And I'd love to see how you get from Christchurch, New Zealand and end up here on the None of Your Business podcast. Well, <laughs> have I got a roller coaster ride for you, dear listener? I got to say, Dr. Sean, it, uh, it's a, again, it's a real thrill to be involved. And I've got to shout out Meredith Bell for making the connection here. And what you guys are doing and what I've been learning about you and, and uh, Lacey as well, who I presume is your wife, uh, which is great, uh, is magnificent. And if you are listening for the first time or you are a returning listener, you need to subscribe to the YouTube channel. You need to, to give them a rating on Spotify or on Apple and uh, share this with people that you care about because the, the stuff that they're talking about is incredibly beneficial. That's the first thing I'd say. The second thing I'd say is when your wife comes up to you and she says, 
uh, what are you doing? I'm, I'm being interviewed on a, on a podcast. And she says, what's the name? Or, or <laughs> yeah, what's the name? I go, it's none of your business. <laughs> You've got to clarify that real quick. Otherwise, you get a clip around the ear. <laughs> I'm sure that's not the first time or the last time that's ever going to happen. But we have a book called None of Your Business, too. And so a lot of people say that on airplanes. They'll say, what are you reading? And they'll say, oh, it's none of your business. <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant. I have started reading your book and uh, I'm inspired by your story, uh, Dr. Sean. I've got an affinity for chiropractors. They've done wonderful things in my life. So bravo to you. So look, my name is Laban Ditchburn and I am known affectionately as the world's best courage coach. And when you hear that, more than likely, if it's not something you're accustomed to, you'll get a triggered response and you'll say, how dare that man make that declaration of being the world's best courage coach. And you touched on something, Sean, about how does Dr. Oz decide to go from, from being a doctor to a television star to a potential a presidential candidate, and good luck to him, that's all I'd say, is, is it's a state of declaration. And this is a relatively recent thing that's happened in my life. September of 2021 uh, is when the world's best courage coach came about. And since that declaration has been made, my life is transformed uh, in its entirety for the better, and I'm more than willing to go into more detail about that if you so desire. I do. So I'm seeing here that one of the things that's fascinating, that fascinates me, um, and I'm, I mean, because we'll have this conversation because I um, don't really have a very addictive personality. You have gone through a series of addictions and overcome them, and this is super interesting to me. Tell, tell us about that journey because here's what I do know. While I don't have myself an addictive personality, I know plenty of individuals who have overcome addiction. And man, people who have overcome addiction are really, really convicted. But what I'm interested in is it's rare to find someone that has gone through sort of this series of addictions. Tell us about that journey. Well, the reason I do what I do, and I, thank you for asking, Sean. The reason I do what I do is because it's now my reason for being on the planet is to be known as the world's most positively influential speaker by sharing this gift that I've been given. And, and over six years ago, I reached a point in my life in my mid-30s where I bounced along the floor of rock bottom and finally ground to a halt and realized that my life was a disaster zone. And, and that particular night, I was at home, I was drunk, I had about three and a half bottles of appropriately priced Pinot Noir coursing its way through my vein and smashing into my liver. And I was gambling on a horse race uh, in a country that I wasn't in, spending money that wasn't mine. And I realized in that moment, uh, Sean, that my life needed to, to go on the improve. And there was a phone number in the bottom left-hand corner of the laptop that I was on. I wasn't even watching the horse racing on a, on a TV. I was on my laptop. And it was for the Gambler's Helpline. And the, the Gambler's Helpline number I'd never seen before, even though I'd been on that website hundreds of times before. And I called the number and I spoke to this woman. Her name was Mary. And I'll never know her, her surname, but I'm guessing it was Magdalene because she was my guardian angel, whether she knew it or not. And she shared with me how incredibly high the rates of suicide was that gamblers experienced compared to the other addictive behaviours, drinking and the drug use and the other stuff. And it put the fear of God in me. And I reached out for help and I asked for help, not so that I appeared weak, but so I could remain strong. And I kept on asking for help until I got it. 
and I got put in touch with this gambling psychologist and I had access to this amazing woman paid for by the funds of uh, tax gambling tax losses and I uh, got access to 18 months of this gambling psychologist. Her name was Lee and she spoke to me about the coping mechanisms that children develop as a result of growing up in a less than nurturing environment which is a fancy word for saying trauma and my trauma was being the child of divorce. Nothing more innocuous than that and being raised by parents who did the best they could with the tools they had available but were ill-equipped to esteem themselves, let alone their children. And that resulted in explicit escapism behavior that started out with like video games and hours and hours of TV and stuff when I was growing up. And then when I got to, to be a, a young adult, I got involved with drinking and then smoking cigarettes and drugs and then gambling and philandering and lying and all this other malarkey. And I'm very proud to stand before you all today and share that on August 26, 2022, I will be celebrating six years of sobriety from alcohol and longer from the other stuff, not a drop. That is fantastic. Congratulations, that is to be commended. Um, all that stuff, and it's interesting, right? It starts compounding, right? And people say that, right? Gateway drug usage, you start down this road and it starts compounding. Um, this, this, all of this stuff, and um, you know, our mentor, Dave Meltzer, talks about how you compound the negative and you don't feel it, right? It's like, just like going to the gym. Go to the gym one day, you're not going to be in shape or lose 10 pounds. Um, it's the compounding effect of action, of repeated action, whether positive or negative. In your case, we have the compounding effect of the negative. Start drinking, cigarettes, drugs, gambling, philandering. Um, but there reaches a moment uh, where not only do you see the number in the bottom of the computer screen and make that phone call, but it starts to catch up to you. And it, this began to adversely affect your health, correct? Um, what were some of the things the side effects, the symptoms, the results of all of these things that you were engaging in, what did that start to do to your life? And what were some of the changes that you've seen over the last six years of having been able to conquer those vices? Yeah, well, this really was one of the major catalysts uh, for knowing that I was on the right track because I'd been uh, battling with a, a chronic autoimmune disease for 17 years. And I had gastrointestinal reflux disorder, which for those who don't know is chronic reflux heartburn. It's the worst kind of heartburn. And I was prescribed medication, which I was told was, you know, safe and effective, been around for 30 years, and there was no side effects and all this other malarkey. And, uh, you know, when you, when you were, I've been drinking really since I was 15, and just punishing my body, and just, it, it can handle it at times when you're younger, but I think compared to my peers, my body aged a lot faster, and maybe I was more likely or susceptible to encounter some of those things at a younger age and I'm very grateful that I did uh, it was watching one Joe Rogan interview with a functional medicine guy Chris Cressa that actually made me aware of getting rid of refined carbohydrates and gluten out of my diet that fixed my autoimmune disease that 20 different medical experts all said it's incurable Mr. Ditchburn there's nothing you can do you've got to be in this medication forever and then that that kick-started this chain reaction of health physical health that then flowed into other parts of my, my life and I lost 60 pounds of body fat. I put on 30 pounds of muscle over a couple of years and started running ultra marathons completely out of the blue after having never been a runner before. So, I mean, if you need a signal from God or the universe to tell you that you're on the right path, <laughs> I think that you, that's it. 
Absolutely. So fortunate that you made those those changes. Now, as we're going through this, life is transforming. You're regaining your health, cleaning up all of these vices. Um, talk to us about the business side. How do you begin to leverage this experience into where you are today with business? How do we monetize that? Because I think the reason why I start with these stories is that everybody, everybody listening, first of all, a lot of people listening don't think they have a remarkable story, which is rubbish. I mean, I, we sit down and talk to people. Everybody has a very interesting story. Once you realize that your story is worth telling, people then think, but nobody wants to listen to my story. And how do I monetize that? Um, transition us from what was happening in your life to how you've parlayed that into your successful business today. So I, my background for 13 years was technology recruitment. I used to work recruiting SAP and Oracle, uh, which are the major ERP programs that existed at the time and still do in many cases. And I was okay at it. Like I had moments of glory and, and but you know what? It wasn't what I was supposed to be doing. And at the start of 2019, I actually went out on my own and, and had my first venture as an entrepreneur and started my own recruitment business called Carnivore Consulting. And it was a total unmitigated financial disaster and I didn't make a single placement in 12 months. And, and what I was doing in the time was that I was researching and focused on self-development. I was reading lots of non-fiction books. I've read more than 530 non-fiction books in the last five years centered around, you know, entrepreneur, health, well-being, mindset, you know, Zig Ziglar, Les Brown, Jim Rohn, you know, all the best of the best. And, and as a result, ended up completely destitute. Uh, simultaneously, my now wife and I were, had experienced the, what is now 16 consecutive miscarriages. We, the first time we consummated the relationship, uh, back in late in 2018, she got pregnant and ended up having an ectopic pregnancy that that uh, ruptured and uh, she nearly died on the operating table. So I'm, I'm dealing with this and then we get to the end of 2019, I've had the most challenging year ever and just about to get back on my feet, I've got a plan to start speaking and being an author a year from that date and then COVID hit. And where we lived in Melbourne was the most lockdown city in the world. We had curfews. We had one hour a day that we're allowed to go shopping and exercise. Like it was real totalitarian craziness and still is in many respects over in Australia, which is why we're in Mexico. And so I was forced into doing something about it. I had speaking engagements that were cancelled in March of 2020. You know, they weren't a lot of money, but it would have bought enough to keep us going. And I was like, I need a way to get my voice out. And so I created the podcast because I had nothing else. I had no book. I had no credibility. I had no clients at this point. So I created the podcast, Become Your Own Superhero. And, and as I've been doing lots and lots of self-development, one of the things that keeps, keeps coming up, and this is really important for people to pay attention to as well, is that like, if you're constantly battling with finances and you're broke, how many people can you help? Right? How many people can you help if you've got no money? And so what's become abundantly important to me is the importance of having FU money so that I can be above government, I can be above the challenges of what's going on in the world, and I can choose to help those that want and need help, especially myself. 
And so this is where this whole journey's began, sort of began in 2022, which is really the first year that I've been earning any money in my three years of being an entrepreneur, give or take. That's fascinating. So from 2022, from, from basically the last year, you've been on this rocket ship. And here's what happened. You don't go around calling yourself the world's best courage coach <laughs> unless, unless you act the part, right? Now, before I was called that in 10 episodes in of my podcast, I reached out to Les Brown. Now, for those who don't know Les Brown, he's largely regarded as one of the greatest ever motivational speakers. And if you follow this podcast, you'll know about Les Brown, I'm hoping. If you haven't, get on YouTube afterwards and just search Les Brown. I had 10 subscribers, Sean on my podcast. And I rung Les, he picked up the phone. He said, hi, Les speaking. I said, Les Brown, it's Laban Ditchburn from Melbourne, Australia here. He said, well, how can I help you, boy? I said, Les, I'm a huge fan of your work and I've got an amazing podcast series called Become Your Own Superhero. And I'd be honored if you came on and shared your amazing story with our audience. When are you available? Now, he didn't ask how many subscribers I had, but if he had, I would have told him, but he didn't. And I said, Les, to be honest, whenever you're available, probably works with me. He came on three days later. I furiously researched everything else about him, read all his books, went through 10 hours of podcasts. He came on, and before we even started the podcast part, I said to him, hey, Les, what do you think of the name of the show, Become Your Own Superhero? Sean, he absolutely nailed everything I thought someone would think when they, when they heard that name. And I was so endeared to this man that I verbally diarrheaed my story of transformation to him. And he, he listened. This is before the podcast even started. And he just, he listened and he, and he heard, you know, about the giving up the alcohol and he just said, congratulations, Laban. I said, thanks, Les. He said, do you have a book? Now, I didn't finish high school and I never went to college. Never written anything, really. I said, no. He goes, Laban, you need a book for credibility. And then he said to me, who was the most influential person in your life when you were five years of age? And I thought about it for a minute, Sean, and I was like, oh, man, despite her many flaws, it would be my mum. And he said, what attributes did you get from your mum? And I was like, oh, man, she was tenacious and spiritual and unconditionally loving. And, and he's writing all this stuff down, Sean. He looks up at me and he says, Laban, he says, this is a God moment. He said, I'm going to show you how to monetize your passion. And for the next five minutes, he reads back to me, this blueprint for this book he wants me to write called Bet On You, my story, my journey. He said, Laban, you're going to write the book. You're going to turn the book into a keynote. You're going to turn the keynote into a three-day retreat. And even if you muck this up, you're going to make 200000 in the next 12 months. And then he said, Sean, and I'm going to write the foreword for your book and interview you on my social media channel with 4 million followers. And this was mid-May 2020. And I said to him, in a moment of complete insanity, I said, Les, if you're going to write the foreword to my book, I'll have it to you by June 30, 2020. <laughs> and in six weeks, I wrote the first draft of my book, Bet On You, which came out last year and uh, has transformed my life forever. All right, let's get everybody plugged in on all of this. You got Bet On You. The book is available on Amazon. So just go to Amazon.com, pick up a copy of Bet On You. The website, Laban Ditchburn, Laban, L-A-B-A-N, ditchburn.com we'll put that obviously in the show notes and then of course you have the podcast become your own superhero podcast it's on all of the podcasting platforms they've got tons of, of content out there that dropping for you 
um, great interviews, great things. I'm really interested in the massive erections podcast that you got there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, it's we'll, a chapter we'll, from one of the books. It's a live reading that I've been doing. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have everybody go over and uh, click on that episode because uh, <laughs> I'm just going to go right over there. You can't miss that one. Um, okay, Laban, you're putting on an event too coming up. Um, I love this. I love the fact that that um, events are coming back after COVID. You had your speaking um, uh, uh, assignments lined up, but now you're putting on, you're stepping out, you're putting on your own event. The event is called Upgrade Your Life. It's the UpgradeYourLifeTour.com, UpgradeYourLifeTour.com. Um, tons of information. I see you have Les Brown coming in to uh, uh, hold it down with you. Tell us about the event. Why should somebody go? What will they expect to get out of? Yeah, and, and thank you for, for bringing this up as well. We, this this is something that's really important to me. And, and having been in lockdown for so long, and depending where you are in the world, some have suffered longer than others. But as you, I'm sure you'd agree, Sean, there's no comparison for in-person events. And, uh, you know, the masterminds that you guys put on, there's a reason why we get together in person to, to feel that, that energy and those high levels of vibration. Jim Rohn talks about, you know, becoming the five like you know we earn within the same amount as the five people we spend the most time around or we become like the the books we read and the people we spend the time around that's exactly what we want to do with this event it's an 830 seat event center in panama city beach in florida it's a beautiful part of the world it's this known as the spring break capital of the world and we really just wanted to get together heart-centered speakers and people like Les Brown, who's become a dear friend of mine, and people like Tom Ziegler, who's Zig's son, and Waldo Wallman, who's a Hall of Fame speaker and a war hero. You know, seeing these events in life, if you're into like professional development or to really just being around other like-minded people in a very polarizing world, this is something that will resonate with you. It really is one of those heck yes or heck no. I love that it's in Panama. Um, this is a country that has no tax no 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 it's panama city beach in florida oh so don't florida. get don't this get your tickets to panama like some this people is, have done okay so florida this is a state that has no tax <laughs> that's yeah that's good. and this freedom, good. And that's, freedom. Why we, that's why i live in uh, naples florida uh, so panama city beach i misread that september 17th and 18th makes it more convenient but if it wasn't panama um, it would actually be a very interesting tax play there. But September 17th and 18th, Panama City Beach in Florida. Um, go to UpgradeYourLifeTour.com. I've got to um, come back to this idea, Laban, of then using courage, the world's greatest courage coach, to define your niche. How do you step out? Um, all of our listeners are in the service world that provide a service to the world. Um, Everybody, everybody in business is looking for your USP, your unique selling proposition. What makes you so unique? Tell us how you leverage as the world's greatest courage coach, courage to help people to define their niche and step out and step into that niche. Yeah, and I don't think we've got time to share the full story of how World's Best Courage Coach came about. But let's just say that the declaration gives people the clarity that they crave when they ask me what I do, all right? And, and most human adults comprehend life at a second grade level. That's not a, a blight or an attack on society. That is, the, the studies say that unless they're an expert or, or super passionate about that particular subject, you know, if you were to ask me about Native American history, 
I, that's that's probably the level that I would comprehend it at. And when people ask typical coaches, because I wear lots of hats. I'm a speaker, I'm a coach, I'm an author, I'm a podcast, host of multiple podcasts, I'm a husband, I'm a ultramarathon. Like, you can't say that when someone says, hey, what do you do? And you go, ding, ding, ding. It's like, get out of here. So when people say, hey, Laban, what do you do? It's my new favorite question. And I say, I'm the world's best courage coach. And 99 times out of 100, they say to me, wow, what does that look like? And I say, well, I teach people how to take bold, massive, and strategically courageous action to facilitate miraculous outcomes. And I do that through speaking and coaching and podcasting in my book. And, it, and people are like, oh, great. And it, that triggers off a conversation that, that makes them more interested in, in what I'm talking about and me and them. So if, you, if you're thinking about this as a concept, there can be more, more than one world's best courage coach. But think about this. What's the problem in the world that you solve? So for me, it was alleviating fear, all right? What's the positive affirmational opposite of that? What's courage? World's best courage coach. If you come up with something that is non-quantifiable and intangible, then you can't be held to account. If you were to say to me, I'm the world's best 100-meter sprinter, unless you're Usain Bolt, you can't make that declaration because it's out of alignment. We even created a mastermind called World's Best, and people that make a declaration of being the world's best in their chosen niche join. So we've got people like world's best leverage coach, world's best podcast prosperity coach, world's best self-care coach, you know, world's best trauma recovery. Like you can kind of get a feel for it. And if you were to make that declaration, I don't care whether you're a chiropractor, you're a dentist, you're an accountant, like find something that, that dials in as niche as you can. You'll never be held to account unless they bring a world's best courage coach convention to Las Vegas, Nevada next year and start handing out an official award. You know, that's not going to happen, is it? I love that because we had on our podcast a couple months ago, America's life coach, Stefan Lovegrove, and the story about how, again, you declare this niche. Now, there's another component because this is none of your business. By declaring world best courage coach, um, if you Google that, you're going to find Laban, right? So this becomes an organic search. Now, if you were just typing in, world's best coach, there's tons of competition there. The world's best courage coach, or likewise, America's life coach. America's life coach, you'll find Stefan Lovegrove. World's best courage coach, you're gonna find Laban. And so declaring this gives you an unfair advantage on an organic search. You go on media, you go on podcasts, you declare yourself world's best courage coach. Maybe you have a name like Laban Ditchburn and people are like, I can't remember that. <laughs> What was that? But it's easy to look up. He was the world's best courage coach. And when you do that, then you're going to find him. And so that is an incredible, incredible play. Did that have anything to do with you declaring this? Was, was there some business strategy in this? No, not at all. Not at all. It's, um, it has to be in alignment for me. My core beliefs and values are really important. And integrity is really high. It has to be really high. You, you're spot on, though. Like, it... it I think a lot, a lot of the reasons why we don't hear about this stuff a lot is people are fearful of being boastful. And you've got to understand, this does not come from a place of ego at all. It's the opposite. It's ultimate humility. And, and when you understand that, you can get over this tall poppy syndrome that exists, especially in New Zealand and Australia, where they like to cut you down and keep you at the same level as everyone else. You Yanks are a lot better at being a little bit more cocky, right? It's something to be respected. The, the English, the New Zealanders, and the Australians are 
really good at negative self-talk and cutting themselves down. So that, that's a really clear distinction. And I know no one's doing this because all the domain names were available. I've got a whole heap of them now. <laughs> mm, I agree with you. That, that is such an interesting thing. Why do you think that that tall poppy syndrome, I've done a ton of work in Australia, um, some work in New Zealand. Why do you think that's so prevalent? That's always been something that always baffled me. Um, and I actually, I agree with you. I think that um, it is dangerous. It's actually dangerous when we are ashamed of our own success. Um, I'm a big believer in the, the universe providing to us. Um, you know, the universe cares about each individual who is listening, who is watching. Every single one of you is unique and is cared by whatever spiritual side you have. And that side loves you more than your own parents love you. And so when you are blessed with success, let's say that you had a tremendous year and you did several million dollars in revenue, when you are ashamed to share that, it's like almost like saying, you know, you earlier mentioned your mother. Um, can you imagine like, and this happens to a lot of people, like when you are uh, dropped off for school, the child's like, oh, mom, don't don't follow me. Dad, don't follow me. Like, I'm embarrassed by you. Well, that doesn't feel good, right? To be to feel as a parent that your own child is embarrassed. The same way, though, I think universally, when you're being abundantly blessed and you are embarrassed by your success, I think that's extremely dangerous because I'm always fearful the universe might stop providing because I'm not that appreciative. I'm not I'm not showing gratitude. I'm actually demonstrating demonstrating shame and guilt around my own blessings. Why do you think that's so prevalent in some countries, some cultures, and even parts of the society here in the United States? This is a really interesting question and, and, and something that has come to me recently, I think it's a lot to do with the, uh, the colonization of the Brits and the fact that it was 4th of July the other day, you know, you guys told them to piss off. And, and in doing so, avoided a lot of the, um, a lot of the language from the English was uh, about stiff upper lip. And you remember during World War II, they're like, you know, just, you know, smile and carry on kind of thing. And I'm related to Winston Churchill as well, somewhere down the line, which is where I think I get my love for, uh, for speaking in cigars maybe. But, um, you know, an experience that I had on my podcast, I interviewed Sir Steve Hansen, now, none of you Americans will probably know that name, but he is the former head coach of the New Zealand rugby team known as the All Blacks. He is the most successful sporting international coach across any code, all right? So I'm talking all sports here. And when I interviewed him, it was like pulling teeth trying to get him to, to talk about how great he was. And And what I think is missing is that how can people be inspired if they don't know what people are getting up to and how they attain those levels? And I finally got him to open up and he shared some really intimate knowledge about uh, getting marriage counselling. He's on his third marriage and he didn't want this one to break up, so he's gone and got counselling. You know, that, I said to him afterwards, Steve, I said, you know, thank you for sharing that. Do you have any idea how many... New Zealand men will listen to this and go, if Steve Hansen can go and get marriage counselling, so can I. And I think that's the point maybe that, you, that you're talking about. That's what's missing. It's just a cultural indoctrination that's doing us no favours. Yeah, and you know, I think that that is, is a reason for, a large reason for your success, um, being able to be open about your background, your past, overcoming these challenges. 
Um, also, you know, having 10 subscribers and then building your, your, your podcast, your listenership, your audience, um, because every single one of us, every single one of us, we started somewhere. We started at some point. And man, I think that your, your success in this short runway is a tremendous testament to what's possible. And I hope that this podcast serves as a testament to what's possible. Some people might be like, well, I don't have 50 years to build my, to build my podcast. Well, look, you know, Laban did this in short order and so can you. Now, a lot of times too, you may need help. And if you would like to reach out and connect with him, please make sure that you connect with Laban. Um, just an absolute gem of a person, loving person, like he said, a person that comes from a place of integrity, LabanDitchburn.com. Make sure you check out his book on Amazon. Make sure you subscribe to his podcast. Get plugged in. Get more of Laban Ditchburn in your life so that you'll get even more courage in your life to do all of those things that, you know, they're in the back of your head, but that you're just like putting off. But you know that that's unrealized potential. I think Laban could very well be the key that will help you to reach your full potential. Laban, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely amazing. Thank you, Dr. Sean. I'll finish on this. What people think of me is none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you very much. That was awesome. Thank you, Laban. Thank all of you for tuning in just as you do each and every week. As always, we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of the None of Your Business podcast.